0: Chester, you're listening to the Connor Mark Show here at 95.3 WCHG. Back again this Saturday morning here at 10 in the morning. Long time, Mark Rogers. I am Connor Gabe. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing, man?
1: Love it, man. A lot of energy coming out I of know. Gabe. Of... I had a large call for this morning. Is that a so. fiery energy from the Sixers well, I'm last fired night? Fired
0: up so. to be here, Mark, yeah. and uh, <laughs> not a lot of uh, happy energy. I can tell you that no. uh, last no. night was just uh, an abysmal performance by the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers, who led basically 99 percent of the game and and blew it in the fourth quarter. Uh, a lot to blame on that front. I know that the NBA really doesn't uh, uh, start until December, really close to the trade deadline when we have a better idea of what this roster is going to shape out to be. With the, in, in the midst of the Ben Simmons saga and the drama that keeps on changing every day, uh, the Sixers was a heartbreaker due to the Brooklyn Nets last night. They lose 114 to 109. Um, just poor coaching down the stretch by Doc Rivers and. and uh, horrible offense by the Sixers who couldn't I think only mustered 1 point in the final 5 minutes of the game it was really just uh it it was just unbelievable to watch and really reminiscent of the Atlanta Hawks series and and previous games throughout last season and obviously this team has not learned a whole lot uh compared to last year and and I don't know how much we're going to be spending on the uh, to talk about this specific game cuz it is the second game of the year and and in the NBA it doesn't really matter until like I said December but Uh, As well, the Eagles do play tomorrow. They go to Las Vegas for the first time uh, in their franchise history to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. They are two-and-a-half-point dogs on the road. Um, We're breaking down that game, and what to expect out of Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts, and hopefully they can bounce back after a disappointing offensive performance from the Eagles on Thursday night against Tampa Bay, as well as the Flyers, who are off to a hot start to to start the 2021 campaign, as they're going to be welcoming one of the – uh, better teams in the NHL tonight. The Florida Panthers are actually favorites tonight, um, and, and this team, the Florida Panthers, are four uh, and zero. They're predicted by many NHL experts to be one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference, and we're going to see we have a really good litmus test tonight of where the Flyers stand against the Florida Panthers and the rest of the Eastern Conference. But Mark, starting with the Seventy Sixers, like I said, it was a tough performance last night. As really they they dominated in the first half, they just couldn't pull away from this Brooklyn Nets team. Kevin Durant had a great game. Um, and they start really hitting. Uh, Brooklyn started really hitting threes in that second half. Joe Harris started heating up a little bit as well. What do you make of the Sixers' uh, game last night? And and uh, and and really, we'll, we'll touch on the Ben Simmons saga as well as uh, there's been new reports coming out about, um, you know, where you know he apologized to the team and yada yada. But what do you think about last night? I guess, I guess that's the main thing we will be talking about uh, to start the show.
1: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> much like you said, they they. I mean, I thought they looked really good for for most of the game, and then that fourth quarter it was just an epic collapse. Uh, ended the game on a fifteen to one run for the Brooklyn Nets and obviously if you if you end the game on a fifteen to one run on in really ending game that's gonna you know that's gonna result in a loss. So uh you know first and foremost reminiscent of the Hawks series I totally agree in, in the sense of you know just not playing a, a complete game in that case was really a, a complete series. Um but yeah this again second game of the season uh, you know, a lot of drama, a lot of stuff going on, you know, in the Sixers organization right now. Uh, you know, they can mask it the best they can and, and say, you know, it's not really affecting us, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, it, it's a it's a teammate. Uh, it's definitely a distraction. And, you know, a, a guy has to step into a role, uh, you know, such as a Maxi who's a younger player. Um, you know, Korkmaz is, is, you know, obviously, again, second game of the year has has to get a little more um you know consistency to to start talking about him but him stepping into a bigger role so i think it's a lot of adjustments for this team but again no excuse for for last night uh you know how they finished they should have closed that game out uh like you said they they had opportunities to pull away and they just really couldn't so again you know not going to spend too much time on this they got to move on i believe they trapped traveled to Oklahoma City on sunday night uh to to play their next game so um Quick rebound here. Regular season in the NBA doesn't mean too much. Um and, and you know, they're gonna have to again go to the drawing board, find out how, how to play a complete game. Um and and this Brooklyn Nets team, man, I mean they're they're probably gonna be the, the one two uh when it's all said and done. So am I disappointed? Absolutely, but uh, you know, I think with what's going on with the Sixers, where they're at right now, everything going on, um, you know, I I'm just disappointed in the way it finished, but uh, I think this team, you know, is is going to turn some heads, uh, you know, in this regular season, um, you know, in in regards to no Ben Simmons. So all in all, uh, got to move on here and and you know take on the Oklahoma City Thunder and uh, obviously win that game out there.
0: Well, the Ben Simmons situation really took a turn. Um, I believe it was Thursday that uh, was it Thursday. I'm trying to think it. Yeah. Thursday, Daryl Morey, the president of basketball operations for the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers, was on the Mike Bisinelli show, a guest on the Connor Mark show once before. And uh, Mike Pizzinelli did a great job pressing Darren Mori about, um, you know, the current situation and, uh, you know, and, and and how this is going to end up playing out. And, and Darren Mori the quote that really stuck out to a lot of people and we saw a lot on social media is that, uh, you know, this is this could take four years of of a battle between Darryl, the Darryl Morey and the Sixers front office and Ben Simmons. Like, listen, this is not a guy who's on a final year of his contract. This is somebody who signed a long term deal that uh you know he may want to be traded and and that's something the Sixers may want to do as well but if they don't get a deal back that they feel is equal value for Ben Simmons that they're not going to make that deal so he can either a you know sit out go home and not get paid or if he wants to get paid and and be a part of this team that he can do that but he's got to, to play ball and play basketball and be a part of this organization so uh we'll, we'll see uh what happens on this front it looks like it's not going to happen or this the, a resolution to the solution is not gonna be happening anytime soon, but yet uh this is something I think that's gonna be pretty interesting uh to follow throughout the you know coming weeks and, and, and closer to the trade deadline. But listen at on the Ben Simmons front mark, I'll ask you this. I know you're having head uh, FM problems right
1: now, but <laughs> Yeah,
0: sorry. Uh no you're good. Uh but listen, uh, I'll ask you this, you know, looking at where uh, this uh you know this currently stands, wh- how do you think this is gonna play out? Do you think Ben Sims is gonna play? Or do you think this is going to be something like... Because um, I know he claimed um, ment- mental... Uh, I, I won't say mental health, but he did claim that there's a mental block that he may not be mentally prepared to face the fans and face the media about what's going on. So do you think Ben Sims is going to play sometime down the line, or do you think that this is going to be some type of situation where um, you know he's going to try to find a loophole in CBA and, and try and just make money and then hopefully push this as much as he can to uh you know to, to, until he gets traded, or do you think that he has to get back on the four if he wants to get traded to somehow restore any value that he has lost
1: well i think you got you got to look at it in the timetable and and for your you know your final option there i think they um you know have to evaluate and and you know see where he's at in that sense of you know mentally being ready to play um you know it's a big thing, and I personally don't think he'll be in a sixers uniform again. Uh, but, you know, I think if it gets to a point, you know, you get down to, you know, possibly December into January, um, you know, something like that. I think if he's still with us, you could possibly see him on the floor. But, um, you know, again, it's, it's a far cry from, you know, him being able to, to get back on the floor, um, you know, here with the 76ers. And, you know, in, in regards to Maury's point real quick, uh, you know, just about, um, you know, holding on to him as long as he can. I mean, that's it. it it's, it's crazy to think he did sign that five year deal, uh, and, and the next year he's, you know, wanting out already. So, um, you know, it, it's on Ben Simmons personally. I, I really don't think the Sixers have to take any of the blame on this. Um, you know, they brought him in. No, they, absolutely they, not. They get, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely not. Uh, and I, I'm i good now. I can, I can, I right, right, cool. so, um, so, yeah, I I don't think it's the, the Sixers' fault at all. I mean, you know, they, they provided him with all the resources in the sense of letting him play where he wants, moving guys that he doesn't want here, um, and then obviously signed to that contract. So, to answer your question on the long of the short, I don't think we ever see Ben Simmons in a uh, Sixers uniform again. I think he's too mentally weak. Uh, I don't think he can face the fans here. Uh, I don't think he wants to work hard. I don't think he wants to change. And, you know, with all that summed up... No. He's not, you know, welcome here in Philadelphia in my eyes. Um and I don't really think his teammates want him here, honestly. I, I know real quick before we go to break, Joel Embiid said he's still our brother yesterday, but yeah. I, I think that was more of a PR stunt. I I mean this guy's given up on his team. He he's selfish. He only wants what's good for himself. He won't, you know, change to help this team, so um, yeah, I don't think a guy like that's really welcome in an NBA locker room and I think he's just crippling his own career, so We'll and see. and
0: uh, when, when he claimed, I don't. Listen, I'm not saying he's claiming that he has um, any serious mental health issues, like we've seen with Lane Johnson, who's going to actually could be playing this Sunday for you know first time a couple weeks uh, after he came out and said he had some depression and anxiety issues. So I'm not saying he's claiming that he has uh, you know any deep mental health issues, but you know he did say a couple of days ago that his back was pro- uh, you know bothering him and he had a back injury. And then when they did a, a medical, you know, when they the medical team looked at him, they officially cleared him, and then he left for after that anyway. So yeah. he did, So it looked like he was lying, mm-hmm. and uh, and he got called out. And then you know, and listen, I'm not saying he's like I said, I'm not saying he's claiming anything. But you, it's not, you know, when you have mental health problems, it's not going to be as simple as looking and, and taking an MRI. Then you know what you have. It's it's going to be a, a a really long evaluation into you know how he's feeling. So I I don't know. I'm not saying he's lying on that front. I have no evidence that he is lying, but this is a situation where if it does enter this, then this needs to be uh, really seriously looked at and not something that, you know, he's trying, you know, it make sure he's not trying to find a loophole, you know, in the CBA, which I know some people are tweeting out. I know uh, Corey Simon, who covers the Phillies uh, tweeted out uh, in the CBA. You could still be uh, paid um, if you claim that you're suffering from a mental issue or mental health issues. So, I'm not going to get into that because we don't have any evidence to suggest otherwise, but it is, um, you know, if, if they do go down that road, then, you know, I hope for Ben's sake that, you know, he is not lying because that, you know, that is something that, um, you know, it, it's worse than lying about a back injury. Mm-hmm. So,
1: I totally agree. And, and yeah, I know before we go to break, just I think he is, um, and again, not, not in terms of the mental stuff, but I think he is trying to find a loophole. I don't think he ever wants to play in Philadelphia no, he doesn't. again. Um, and I think and the fans the, the fans are smart enough down. to know that. Yeah. That's why they're not, you know, they're not backing them. So, all right,
0: Connor and Mark Show here, 953 WCHE. If you guys do want to call in, 610 If you want to call and get involved, we're talking Ben Simmons, 76ers. Uh, ne- up next, we're talking Eagles, Raiders. We're going to be breaking down the game tomorrow and what to expect and how the Eagles, or, or what the Eagles need to do to come out of Vegas with the win. And as well, later in the show, we'll be talking about some little bit of Flyers, still off to a hot start. And, uh, The Flyers are off and running, so hopefully they can get some steam here and and pick up some wind in the city who's really desperate for a winner. So, Connor and Mark's show, Mark Rogers, Connor Gabe. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. 10-14 here, Connor and Mark's show, 95.3 WCHE. Mark Rogers, Connor Gabe, breaking down this Saturday morning. And breaking down the Eagles-Raiders tomorrow is, it's been a long, what, 10 days, I think? So it's been Thursday, so now it's been, you know, that's why I hate about those Thursday games, because after that, you play Sunday, and it's a long, you know, 10 days. And especially when you lose, you're like, man, i got to get back out there. But now the Eagles are going to get back out there, um, and they're going to be playing the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders are favored by 2.5 points over under, all, as well as 48.5. So they're going in, um, you know, slight dogs, but that's 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 an Eagles line, in my opinion. That's a real chance of them going into Las Vegas, Um and, and and winning this game, I'll wait to give my prediction until after the show or to the end of the show as well, as well Mark. But uh, this offense needs to start picking it up, and, and they're going to get a huge addition back, like we said, Lane Johnson, who's been out for the past couple of weeks with uh, you know some mental health issues. With uh, he put out a statement saying he was suffering from some depression and anxiety. This is something that's been happening uh, with throughout his career for a little bit of time, but um, he's gotten the help. Uh, from within the Eagles organization, and hopefully they've used their resources to help him. and And, and thankfully, he's going to be back on the field Sunday. Hopefully, ready to go and ready to play. Um, and, and and we'll see what happens on, with other injuries as well. I'll put up the injury report. But it's big for Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni to come out here against like, a defense that's not good. You know, in the secondary, they'll have a lot of opportunities to be passing the football. Uh, and, and they got a couple players in the uh, the Raiders front that are pretty good. But this is a defense that you can move the ball against. This is a, it's a huge opportunity for. Uh, a young quarterback like Jalen Hurts and, and Nick Striani
1: to have a bounce back week and hopefully, um, you know, look like the offense like they were against Atlanta and Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And and just taking a look here at the stats, I mean, this Las Vegas team, um, in my opinion, is is capable of obviously very good, you know, football. They went in, uh, got a big early season win against Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, the Ravens game kind of fell in in their favor in the overtime. They got that win. Um, and and then you know they had a, had a little you know skid outs in in terms of the Chargers, um and and losing that one so and big win last week for them against you know the Broncos in a high scoring game so you know this team is is like I said capable of good football I mean Derek Carr is having a, a pretty good year with uh, yeah, ten touchdowns four interceptions so uh, he's not looking you know not looking great but not looking awful um, you know and and the biggest thing here is you know. Henry Ruggs is is going to be an X factor for me in this one, and here's why. Um, you know, he doesn't make a, a ton of you know big plays in the sense of getting a lot of touches, but I, you know we've seen in multiple games, multiple occasions they love going over the top to him deep, deep downfield, and and that's one of the Eagles you know I think weaknesses, and I think they're definitely going to have to watch that where taking shots down the middle of the field, um, you know, with a speedster like Ruggs who can get behind the defense and can kill you over top. I think that's gonna be a big thing they have to watch and um you know, obviously this run game, the Eagles are, are one of the worst teams against the run. Um and, you know, they have two good backs and Josh Jacobs and, and Kenyon Drake. So uh, you know, flipping to the other side of the ball, I mean the Eagles have a great chance, like you said, against this defense to get going. You get Lane Johnson's back back, you know, you saw some saw some good stuff. Some some good um, you know, positive stuff from Miles Sanders in terms of the run game and you know, I just hope that they they give him more opportunity. Um, you know, even possibly work in a little Kenny Gainwell out of the backfield, screen passes, um, you know, stuff to just get a little rhythm going, get a little um, you know, get a little continuity going with some of these guys and, and get Jalen Hurts, you know, take a little of the pressure off him. I feel like we've been talking about a lot of pressure on Jalen Hurts, the balls in his hand for, you know, eighty five percent of the plays, with with the majority being passes or, or running plays. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts running. So take a little pressure off him. You know, throw some of those bubble screens. Throw some of those, um, you know, running back screens out of the backfield that we saw in, in week one against Atlanta. And I think, you know, this team has a great chance to, uh, like you said, go into Las Vegas and, and steal a win here.
0: Yeah, Dallas Goddard, as well as coming off the COVID-19 list, he'll be uh, ready to go after missing Thursday's game against David Bay. And that's going to be a guy that have to get involved as well. You know, he's he's going to be the number one tight end now with Zach Ertz. Uh, out in Arizona after being traded after Thursday's game, and he's going to be the number one guy, and uh, I know he's looking for a new deal. You have to have to get him involved, and then, like we say every week, Mark Miles Sanders is going to have to get involved somehow, and Jonathan Gannon said throughout the week, he's like, yeah, we got to get Miles Sanders involved. So if the coach is saying it, yeah. you have to think that these conversations are going on constantly throughout the uh, Novacare complex. So they have to get him involved. He's a talented player. He's not a perfect running back. He's not one of the best running backs in football, but he's someone who makes... Plays and when you have a quarterback who's inexperienced like Jalen Hurts, you have to find a uh, find a way to get the uh, ball to guys who are playmakers like Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith. Guys who are game changers, who are difference makers, who uh, can create plays. And it's it, it's uh it's been a big problem for Nick Sirianni being able to scheme up ways to give him the ball. Now, um, you know, it, it, I know a lot of people have been saying that you know the scheme maybe shows that Nick Sirianni does not have a lot of confidence in Jalen Hurts and ability to throw, but he doesn't have confidence in Jalen Hurst, and why is he asking him to you know, throw the football like 75% of the time? Like, that's exactly. not something you would ask out of a guy who can't throw the football uh, over the middle of the field or make consistent throws downfield. Um, so it, it's really weird uh, why they're asking so much of Jalen Hurst if they don't believe in him. It's not exactly. like they're running the football you know, over 50% of the time, and they're running the football in third and three and third and four situations because they don't believe in him to make the throw on third down. They're asking him a lot of them, but putting him in situations where he's not going to succeed, so... Hopefully they can find an offense in, in and in a scheme and a game plan that centers around Jalen Hurts' strengths and, and gets the other guys involved. Um, and that and, and I really think that is going to stem from getting these running backs involved, not just Miles Sanders, but Kenny Gainwell as well in the passing game. So we say this every week. I, I, I We've seen, what, in Tampa Bay, who they played the week before they played? um week before was Panthers. Yeah, they didn't look great against the Panthers too in the first three quarters. Um and Kansas City was less, the last time they looked you know competent on offense so I, I think the defense is going to actually have a pretty good game I'm I'm excited to see I think they I think we get some turnovers too I think Darius Slay's having a great year I think Nelson's been good so I'm not worried about the Henry Rugs in the sense of yes he he is a big playmaker down the field but the defense is schemed usually mm-hmm. that they're going to prevent big plays and let them you know get these little small plays in front of them and let them you know think and dunk their way down the field so. I'm more worried about Darren Waller and whether or not um you know these linebackers or safeties is going to hang with them because Anthony Harris who's one of the starting safeties who's had a pretty okay solid year uh he's he's questionable with a hand injury so he may not be able to go Sunday which could be a huge blow to the Eagles defense especially with Darren Waller who's one of the best tight ends in football so we'll we'll see how that goes how they scheme um to stop Darren Waller but this this Raiders team it's it's nothing special they've haven't been special for a while I mean Derek Carr's a, a really good quarterback but he's not a great quarterback um and and obviously with the John Green situation he's out so now they they're down you know their head coach so it's it's it really it's like a it's a really crazy situation and this is a real a real opportunity for the Eagles to go into Vegas and win this game I, I really do and the line like I said is saying that's it's two and a half that's that's a small line for a road team
1: yeah and and even looking forward I mean we were talking about this on the the Eagles post game uh, live with the with the Buccaneers I mean yeah. the Eagles have gone through the meat of their schedule and. And to be honest, coming out two and four, I'm I'm not it's not terrible. I'm not too mad but, about that. But they but if they do want to get to the playoffs, so they got to take it up
0: now. They man. have to win. They have to beat the Raiders. They play the Lions. They have to beat the Lions, and then they play the Chargers, who I think are a good football team, even though they dropped an egg last Very week good. against the Ravens. Yeah. Like they're a good football
1: team. But um, but I mean, after that, you got you have the Jets. Uh, you got Giants. two against Washington. You got Giants. two against Giants. So. Excuse me. So there's a lot of opportunity Saints here. Saints nothing, you know. The Saints aren't, you know. Saints are a little inconsistent. So there's not. <clears throat> you're not you know. playing
0: Tampa. You're not playing Kansas City. You're not. You know.
1: Yeah, you're all you're all through that. So you know, again, take one game at a time. Obviously, you don't want to look too far ahead, but you know, they have a great opportunity, like we said here, to to go into you know a. Pretty hostile environment. I think you'd like to say. Yeah. Um. You know, it's going to be crazy there. Obviously, with the new stadium and and fans finally it's being be a lot in. of Eagles fans, probably going to be a ton of Eagles fans. Um. And it's going to be you know it's going to be on the table for this team. I think it all comes down. You know to to the ability of you know Nick Sirianni of of calling these plays and again putting Jalen Hurts in successful situations because when when it's third and ten you know I don't know five. Five a year, seven drives, I, I, and again, that's just you know a, a projection, but that's not putting your quarterback in success, you know, successful situations, and you know I don't know how many times we've seen that, not even in the in the Tampa Bay game, but the entire season. Um, so that's something that has to be corrected, and I think that's something that can be corrected um, if you get the ball in Miles Sanders' hands a little more. So again, really want to see you know him get involved, Kenny Gainwell get involved, and and get this offense again get them some rhythm get some short passes move down the field um you know in in little yardage situations and i think they'll be fun
0: yeah i think so too so I, but like i said i'm i'm looking forward to see what Nick Nick Sirianni can draw up for this offense uh to, you know the the scheme jalen Hurts uh you know the have easy, have him easy get easy throws and i want to see how often they run the football this is a team you can run the football against so you have to get Miles Sanders involved. You have to get Kenny Gainwell involved. You have to run the football, man, and it really is that simple. And I know I don't want to be one of those old school guys. You have to run the football like a certain amount of times or an I formation, and stuff like that. But you have to, you have, to, have to put the guy in a better situation, man. Having him drop back, drop back and throw as much as he has has not worked, and it's and we've had evidence of this for the past two weeks. This offensive looked atrocious for three quarters in Carolina, and really for the whole game uh, against Tampa Bay. Three quarters against Tampa Bay too in the first three, so. Usually, uh, the, when you see the common trend is is you know in the fourth quarter starting to slack off a little bit on that defense and and then the, uh, you know then the Eagles capitalize obviously in the Carolina game but really it's it's ridiculous how this is like we watch this Eagles offense come out and then you think to yourself like this is the best they could come up with in a week like this is what they're going with this this, this same RPO have hurts roll out so I don't know I don't know if this is mostly falls on Jalen Hurts I don't know if this mostly falls on Nick Sirianni but they got to find a way. To overcome this and try and get a win out in Vegas, this is definitely a winnable game. And uh, and if they want a shot to make a push at the playoffs in December, they got to win games like these. This, this, it starts now. You got through the, that rough schedule to start the season. It was not easy. They came out two and four, which could could have been better, but could have been worse. Now this is the time you put your you know foot in the gas and start winning some football games.
1: Totally agree. I think uh, I think you said it best. And you know, again, I'm I'm really excited just to see the. You know the stadium and the, the yeah, atmosphere great on TV, and uh, obviously see the game. So it's going to be a good one. And uh, again, I think that you know with this line, it sets off perfectly. You know for an Eagles uh, upset. So let's move yeah. in. Let's move into this some uh, some projections, some lines here. Well, we,
0: I was going to take a quick break, but we'll do it on the ten thirty. But, uh, but uh, and do you want to say anything before we go to break on the on the Eagles Raiders right, front? Or, like anything you're looking out for a specific player. Yeah, I
1: mean, I would I would love to see Quest Watkins get you know a little more involved. I know he's he's more of a deep threat. Plus, um, he made some big catches on Thursday. Yeah, he I mean, made he made that out. one great catch, you know, back, coming back, back to yeah. the ball, uh, you know, something like that that, you know, we don't really expect or, or think that he's capable of. Um, you know, his route running ability is, is you know, so-so. I think that's why it's more, you know, just down the field and, and kind of, you know, run out for it. Um, but I think he, he deserves a little more of a workload. I think he deserves, uh, you know, a few more touches and, you know, I, I know we've been saying this, and he's been very disappointing, but Jalen Rager needs to, you know, I know he's he's had a you know a pretty bad season so far, but, again, you know, you picked him, he's on the team, I think you need to get him a little more involved. So, again, it all comes down, you know, to the play calling, to the distribution, you know, the accuracy of throwing the football. Uh, but I would like to see, again, just short routes, short intermediate routes, um, you know, just get a little rhythm and, and move the ball downfield with these speedy receivers.
0: Yeah, I'd say Devontae Smith, because he's too talented to not like, get two targets on mm-hmm. Thursday. Wait, He's way too talented to not only get two targets. He's someone who, is uh, one of the best route runners on his team, not maybe if the best route runner. and uh Yeah, and, and he's the most reliable wide receiver you have, even though he's a rookie. So you have to find a way to get him the ball, and this secondary for the Raiders is not that good. So, uh, you know, this is a, a matchup to do it, and you have to scheme up and find ways to get him open. And, uh and 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 put him in the best situation. So I'd say Devontae Smith. I'm hoping he has a bounce back game. I think he will. He's had a he's had a solid good start to his young career. I wish he, you know we all hope it will be better and you know give him the ends up more often. But um yeah. But I I'm expecting him to have a good uh, week this week because the Raiders cornerbacks are nothing you know special and uh, and and we'll see though. But it all starts with the coaching staff and it all starts with Jalen Hurts and whether or not he can give him the football. So. 610-701-9243. If you want to call and get involved, 95.3 WCHE, that Connor and Mark show. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, bet lines for this week, we have our three games that we like and that we're going to be making. So uh, Connor and Mark show, Mark Rogers, Connor Gabe, quick break. We'll be right back and uh, talking about some uh, betting. Show, 50, 20, and and WCAG, Mark Rogers, Connor Gabe. Breaking down, like we said earlier, the Sixers game uh, last night that lost to the Nets, and as well as tomorrow's Eagles Raiders game, as well as some NFL games going on. Uh, how'd you do last week? I don't know. How'd you do with the first? Uh, per- oh,
1: <laughs> I got murdered. That's so. not good. Went great, though. Went, had, a, had a good time. Other than watching. that, it was pretty fun, though. Had a good time watching some football. Uh, <clears throat> one of the tough ones was the Steelers game. I uh, took that minus five. Yeah, I did not do well on yeah, that. Yeah, I did not do well on that either. Um, but, yeah, but, hey, new week, new week, new week, n- new
0: week. And, and there's not a lot of um, <laughs> not a lot of college football this week. Nah. I, don't, I don't think there's one ranked game. I believe I didn't see one, which is uh, a little bit of a down week. There's some buys last week. I think there's some buys this
1: week, but uh, yeah, no yeah, n- this week. yeah,
0: no ranked, yeah, uh, no ranked opponents against each other. So, like I said, we focus a lot on the NFL, Mark, uh, and it's... like we do every week, uh, focus on the NFL, Mark. I'm gonna be starting. With an inner division rival taking on uh, the Carolina Panthers. Panthers have been struggling, man. Two games in a row. A heartbreaker last week yeah. against the Vikings in overtime. Uh, the Panthers go on the road in MetLife to take on the New York Giants. Uh, the Panthers are two and a half point favorites. I'm taking the Panthers, Mark. Uh, the, you know, it, it was two rough weeks in a row. Sam Darnold has really struggled. I think they go into a really bad uh, Giants team, and I think they uh, they covered it two and a half. I think they blow them out. I think this is a, a big win for the Carolina Panthers. I don't know if. if McCaffrey's back this week. I know he's been close, but I uh, actually know he was put on the IR. Never yeah, mind. Sounds week Yeah, Trevor yeah. Hubbard uh, is someone who's been filling and bringing out for him. So I think the Panthers uh, take the two and a half.
1: I like that. I, I honestly at first thought you were going the other way, but um, yeah, this Giants team is just bad, man. They bad are a football team. They are just a bad, bad team, and same thing every year. I'm gonna go another interdivisional rival. And before I give my pick Interesting stat here for Aaron Rodgers Washington, facing the Washington football team. Every In his career, he's faced a different quarterback every time he's played the Washington football team. So that really has nothing to do with the outcome of the game. I just thought it was an interesting stat. I'm going to take the Packers here at home, welcoming the Washington football team. Minus eight. Give me that all day. I think they're going to beat them by two touchdowns. Uh, Packers over the football team. All right, so the Cincinnati
0: Bengals have been an interesting team this year, and Joe Burrow and that Jamar Chase combo LSU has been fantastic. They're going on the road in Baltimore to take the Ravens. They are six-and-a-half point dogs. That's a big number. So I'm going to take the Bengals to cover. I don't think they win, but six-and-a-half
1: is a big number. I'm taking uh, Joe Burrow on the road. Baltimore. I, think, I think they do win, honestly. Take, okay. And, well, that's a big money-line bet. And here's why. I mean, this Ravens team, they should be technically... Uh, in my opinion, they should be four and two, maybe three and three. Uh, that Lions game, they got absolutely lucky, uh, sixty-three oh, yard yeah. kick. Um, and then they had another one where they they oh, the India the uh, Colts game. The, yeah, the, they, they should have lost. They had a big big comeback. There, yeah. Course, so but. again, I'm not a huge guy on the the Ravens, so I love that six and a half. I'm gonna go. Um, this is a very surprising line, but the Kansas City Chiefs are four point favorites heading into the Titans. I think this, this Chiefs team, is this defense, is, yeah. is awful. Yeah, it's one of the worst. Man. Derrick Henry's going to run all, all over them all day. Uh, give me the Titans outright, uh, but I'll take Titans plus four against the Chiefs. Uh, right. uh, love that. Well,
0: the number's big for Derrick Henry to go off, and it's setting up, and he's been one of the best running backs in football again. Uh, final game, Sunday Night Football. Colts on the road taking the 49ers. The 49ers have the, battled injuries once again, uh, like last year, and the Colts, uh, they won two in a row. Are they getting hot? I know they haven't faced the best of opponents, but uh, the Colts are on track. And Carson Wentz, a familiar friend, is, is playing really well this year. Uh, they're four-point dogs on the road in San Francisco. I'm saying the Colts cover the four and win that game on the road. I think the 49ers are just they're, – they're a good football team in a really tough division, though. So I, I don't think they're going to win it. I think Arizona's hot, uh, and I think they're setting uh, you know, up to have a big year. So I think the Colts, though, do go on the road in Santa
1: Clara – beat the 49ers four-point goals. I like that pick. Carson Wentz, by the way, 124 for 193, uh, 1,545 yards, nine tutties, one interception. So he's looked very good. Uh, my line here, and I think it's a little crazy, but Bucks favored by 11 and a half. I know they're home. I know they're great. Uh, I know they score a lot, but that's a huge line. I'm going to take the Bears covering that uh, 11 and a half. I don't think they, they win, obviously. I think it's probably the win by 10. Okay. Uh, but, you know, we saw last week the Eagles 7 point, uh, you know, getting 7 points. And they came back to cover, uh, probably a backdoor cover. But, um, yeah, going to take uh, Bears tomorrow. Well, uh, that, 11 and a half. well that's our picks for the week, Mark. And, that, you know, you,
0: saw, you said a big line. The Arizona line huge. Playing, yeah, it's a huge line. That's like college football.
1: They're not going to be able to score, though. It's going to be like thirty. Yeah, so like, yeah, it's going to be. (laughs) They're going to absolutely kill. It's not
0: that the defense is the Arizona. I think it's going to put up major points.
1: Yeah, and and real quick, I know there's not a lot of good college football games on the docket this week, but this one was very surprising. Um, BYU taking a a brutal loss to uh, Boise State a few weeks ago, so that knocked them um, obviously out of the rankings because Boise State isn't ranked, uh, was not ranked when they played them. But BYU today is playing Washington uh, State. I'm just trying to see uh, here. I mean, they're going to Washington State. They're getting uh, or they're minus four, but I think that's a that's a slam dunk. I think BYU is a really good football team with just one bad slip up. This Washington State team is is not very good. So, uh, if you're looking to bet a little college football today, go minus four on the BYU Cougars.
0: All right. Well, we'll move into our uh, final segment of the day. Flyers Panthers tonight. They are uh, underdogs going into tonight's game, but the Flyers off to a hot start. They're two 2 2-0-1, a big win against the Boston Bruins on what Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. They had a little bit of a layoff, but they'll be taking on Saturday before uh, this game or after this game. They'll be going on their Western Canadian road trip. But a really good start to this Flyers season. They've uh, you know score, they lead the NHL in goal scored a game. I think they're like five point three a game. It's a big number. They're it's putting it up
1: six six and four.
0: Yeah, I know uh Ryan Ellis is banged up, I know Kim Atkinson's banged up and may not be able to play tonight, which would be both be huge losses. So, uh but listen, this Flyers team man's look really good and I'm liking what I'm seeing. Uh, you know, if you're putting up five goals a game, you to be winning a lot of hockey games this year. So uh, I like how the offense has played out. I like how I see uh you know the lines of Joel Faraby and Kim Atkinson have been great together. The first line with Couturier, Giroux, and Konechny has been fantastic. And Broussard uh, has been a great addition. Someone who's filled in really well in that second line with Hayes being injured. Uh, and, some th- and and the defense has been fantastic, too. you got Keith DeAndle's been great. Um, you know Ryan Ellis, like I said, has been awesome. Justin Braun's been pretty solid it? so far. Like He hasn't been... Two points. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> pretty, pretty crazy. Martin Jones, he debuted uh, against Boston. He actually played not that bad. I thought he played a solid game. Uh, and Carter Hart had a bounce back game in game two. He played really well against Seattle. I think the defense really helped him. And put him in situations where he did not face a lot of tough shots. But this all around, man, this Flyers team's looking good and this, this is the start that we are hoping for for the Flyers. And uh this is a team where I think and even in a tough Metro division, uh when you look around all the other divisions in hockey, this is the one of if not the toughest division and, and they uh they look like they belong in a bunch and are contending for a playoff spot.
1: Yeah, I mean I I totally agree and obviously three games through, so a little early, but I thought that Boston game was a big test. You know, they they've really struggled against Boston over you know not even not even just last season, but the past few seasons. And obviously, Boston is is a powerhouse. You know, have great chemistry with with Pasternak and uh, Marshawn and guys like that Bergeron. But I, I really thought they looked good against you know NHL's one of NHL's best teams. Um, and I think you know if if like you said, they can keep this scoring output up. You know, around three to four goals a game, obviously they're gonna cool down a little bit, they're gonna come back down to earth. But um they have another great test here tonight against the Panthers and uh, you know, again, all eyes are gonna be on Carter Hart. Obviously first game, a little shaky in that second period. Uh and I thought that save he made on, on Jordan Everly against the Kraken uh really was a, a well, turning point. Yeah it was. Um and, and really set him up for a great game. So again, huge test for him here tonight. Got the got the break on Thursday. Um, and, and I think, if you know, if they can go in, they win this game tonight. I mean, they're, again, early season still, but if you get off to a hot start, I mean, that only helps you down the stretch. So, uh, love what I see from this team. Joel Farabee, man, before yeah. we, we, we leave this point. I mean, this guy, I know we came in on the Flyers preview, and, and if you're listening and you haven't checked that out, definitely go over to the YouTube page, Connor show and, and check that out. Great video, but... I mean, we're talking thirty goals, man. This guy might even get up uh, up towards thirty five. I mean, they would be yeah. phenomenal. Well, he has three
0: uh, so far in three games, and
1: yeah. he's and he's finding ways to put the puck in the net. So. Yeah, and it's not even it's not even gritty goals. I mean, it, it's just you know this dude's skilled. He sees the ice great. Uh, he's young, and I mean, man, it, it, how long has it been since we've had a, a you know a young stud like this uh, in the Flyers organization with a lot of promise? So. I mean Giroux
0: probably. I mean someone who's I don't know. Let's connect.ing Overall, for two guys who came in together
1: and and they were young cornerstone yeah, pieces. To, but I think Farabee can you know in in the year two years three years can be you know one of one of the top guys. You yeah. know definitely he's one of he's definitely he's the a better goal performer.
0: scorer at this point of his career than Travis Connecting was coming a, in. It took exactly Konechny a couple of years to really. And he's having a great start to the season too. Like I know that's three been going, goals. That, yeah, he does yeah. three goals. Uh, and, and Cam Atkinson's having a great year too. But it's taken a little while for Connecting. Especially after last year, it was a struggle last year, but it's taken a while to really be comfortable and and, and find his role in the team, but Fairby just comes right in, man, and what is he, 20, 21? 20?
1: 21? Yeah. Uh, now nah, he's younger. I think he's older, actually.
0: I don't know. He's, he's
1: 20 or 21. Yeah. He's not older than that. Nah, he's, but
0: listen, he's come right in, and, uh, and it's, the game's not too fast for him. Nah. No. He came in, yeah, you know, his rookie year, I mean, he's still, listen, he's, you're a little over one when you're a rookie, and you're not like a Connor McDavid, but... It's it's but he's really adjusted well and he's found his footing and he's and he's on a line where I think he has a chance to be really successful. You know, I know Hayes is going to be out for a little bit, but when you get Hayes back in the middle of that lineup with in Atkinson and Ferriby, that's that's like a, in and of itself another top line to have. And you just need three lines who can consistently put the puck in the net. So. That fourth line is just a grinder line. That you can, and every team has one. You're not going to have guys who can put the bucket in that on a on a consistent basis on that fourth line. So,
1: but when it does come to the playoffs, that fourth line is is very important in my opinion. Yeah, I think he, I think yeah. teams that win Stanley Cups have the best fourth line in the league. Um, and and I know that might sound you know a little cliche, but I mean look at the the Lightning in the past few years. You have Barkley Goudreau, you have Patty Maroon, and and you know Ross Colton, or you know guys like that that can score. I mean those are all and, that's and, like an and, a and but, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, they they have the best fourth line in the league, and, and that's why it's you not know, even a fourth really... line. Does it get third line? <laughs> it really is. But I mean, even the Bruins the year before. But I mean, dude, I I love the you know I love this team. I love the Atkinson trade for for Borchuk. I thought that was an but, absolute. Steal. But here's the thing: like,
0: if they are good, and and I think they are, when they get to the point of you know the trade deadline, I really think they're going to be aggressive. And and the good thing is, compared to let's say the Phillies, for example. They have assets they can move if they want to go out and get a win now type of guy. The Absolutely. Phillies didn't have that, and that's why they had to go out and get a guy like Freddie Galvez to create that line because yeah. they just didn't have enough to go out and get what the Braves did, like a Zario, like a Jock Peterson, like a Jorge Soler, like guys who are playing a big role in what they're about to get through a World Series. So when you look at the Flyers, they have guys like Cam, oh not, they have Cam York. They have uh, Zamora, they have Morgan Frost, they have Tyson Forrester, they have prospects. Wyatt Wiley, I mean, they got guys
1: they, off yeah, and down Yeah, they got those. Zade
0: Wisdom, you know, if you really want to try and move him. Like, you know, they have a lot of guys who have promise and potential, and that speaks to the Flyers organization and the way they've been able to draft. And and that's something like, let's say you want to go out and get a Johnny Gaudreau in the final year of his deal in Calgary. Let's say Calgary's not good this year. They're like a mediocre team, what they are every year.
1: Or let's say don't fire me off, Connor. Yeah. relax.
0: Or like, or like, well, I don't know. Like, if you want to get another defenseman, or yeah. you want to no, get, no, I totally or if you agree. want to just get guys on bottom six. Who can, you can. Know.
1: I mean, Goudreau would be a freaking dream yeah. here, man. Yeah, he man. would be, and I think be he great. wants to be here. I think I, he does. Yeah, he does.
0: And and we'll see, uh, you know, what happens on uh, on that front. But yeah, listen, it's it's it definitely gives the Flyers a lot of uh, room to maneuver on where they want to go with this, and they are. You know, at the top of that Metro division, which is one of the best divisions in hockey, and they have a good team, and they want to be like, well, let's, let's, we're all in. Let's, I want to, we want to make a run, and, uh, you know, we want to be in the Eastern Conference Final and be in a serious contention for a Stanley Cup. And, uh, you know, if they want to go out, and listen, they, they've bought all in this season anyway. They've mm-hmm. gone out and get Rasmus versus the line. They've gone out and got Keith Angle. They've gotten Ryan Ellis. They've gotten all these guys. Like we're going in like the last year was a major disappointment or we're not having this again. So
1: totally agree. And they didn't rip up their, you know, their farm system or, or their prospects no. uh, while doing it. So, you know, to your point, draft it. Well, uh, I know, you know, for a while we, you know, Ron Hexlaw here was, um, you know, looked upon as, you know, play these guys or, or trade some assets or whatever it may be uh, to get into a win, win now type mode. But looking back, it's all worth it. You got these guys who, uh, you know, are, are very good prospects and, Great trade uh, pieces, you know, moving forward. Yeah.
0: All right. So we have to wrap up here uh, with the Golden Rams football game coming up here um, at twelve. So I want to appreciate everybody for listening to Connor and Mark Show here on ninety five three WCHG. Mark Rogers, Connor Gabe. We'll be back next Saturday, uh, and make sure you just tune into our YouTube page. We'll be uh, we put out stuff throughout the week. To keep up with going, what's going on in Philadelphia sports. You can follow us on social media at Connor Mark Show, as well as Connor Mark Show on YouTube. So thanks again, everybody listening. The 953 WCHE. We'll talk to you guys next week.